listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this afternoon. I'd like to welcome back to the program Andrew Dambina, our food and drinks reporter. Andrew, it's great to speak to you again. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Good day to you. How are you doing? <laughs> yes, top of top of the afternoon to you, Governor. We always fall into this. Top of the afternoon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is crazy. So, what okay. have you got for us this week? This week, Noreen Mayer, it's all about clean living and some dirty truths. Ooh. What on earth could he be talking about, Noreen Mayer's thinking? Um, well, um, it's it's about people wanting to be morally conscious, but not really digging deep enough to find out about what's behind some of the stuff that they're eating. So, um, according to a recent report, 3.5 million Britons recently went vegan that's a lot of that's a lot of people that is a lot of people yeah um so some are doing it for environmental reasons believing that the single best thing that you can do for the planet is giving up meat and dairy so along with you know using refillable bottles and uh shunning single-use plastics uh, or styrofoam and all of the things which make sense collective moral responsibility for the environment, as we've often discussed, Noreen, in various programmes before, is very now a very important issue. And some people uh, may be, uh, you know, they're aware of this mindset and they're into doing these things to make a difference, but they might be shocked. Some of them they might know, and I know you know one of the things I'm going to mention, when they find out that uh, the staples of their organic plant-based diet, which would include things like cashew nuts, almonds and avocados can also be harmful in other ways you know so, what um, i was afraid you yeah. might say that i i learned that from watching yeah. um um uh, what's it the good place i heard that almonds are really actually not that environmentally friendly and avocados as well you know the deforestation associated with it anyway exactly i'll, I'll shut my big yeah. mouth and let you get on with it <laughs> Well, I mean, we do have to follow a path that includes a couple of things you've just mentioned there, I'm afraid. Um, to, you know, because, OK, here's a quote from uh, from an author, Timothy Caulfield. He wrote a book called uh, Is Gwyneth Paltrow Wrong About Everything? <laughs> um, and uh, last, last month he was uh, quoted on the back of uh, his book tours of this book saying, uh, because the trillion dollar wellness industry profits off virtue signaling we assume that wellness companies must align with these values so virtue signaling so i mean it's um, the wellness industry is um you know you can be cynical and say that it wants to be about hey look i'm doing good um and he's saying that there might be some things it's repeating how we started introing this program really to say that you have to look at what's behind um, the things that you're putting in your mouth. So he went on to say, we tend to think if it's healthy and kind of good for us, it must be also healthy and kind of good for the world too. Wellness is often sold as communing with nature, whether it's barefoot walks on the beach or forest bathing. And yet a lot of the food products and services that are marketed with the words natural, clean or wholesome are often pretty devastating to the environment and for the people involved in making them. Okay, so I think we're clear about what we're talking about, if we weren't already. Yes, um, it's depressing, yeah. but it's the truth, and we all need to know sometimes if you buy into yeah. a certain lifestyle that maybe this lifestyle isn't as what's promised. 
No, and 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 of course, also with uh, our phones on in our pockets uh, on on commutes, as most of us have, we uh, you know we can easily, if we're interested in what we're eating, um, find out what lies behind uh, the uh, the production of some of these things. Um, uh, other other issues, though, uh, of the uh, you know of clean foods um, as well as ethical ones, and I will go into the ethical ones in a moment, is. Um, the very high pricing of them, where where you can also be cynical, or there could be some truth in the fact that people are um, are paying um, top dollar for produce that, um, that 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 has the labelling of being uh, you know either either healthy and rich in uh, certain vitamins if it's billed as a superfood in big letters across the or the name, or of course the fact that it comes from far away, which brings in another environmental issue which won't be the first time that we and you with other guests i'm sure have talked about the cost of uh, carbon footprint in uh eating things like some of the super seeds so many of them coming from south america chia seeds uh cacao nibs uh quinoa and all of these different things that people take for granted and don't sometimes have time or make time to give a second thought um uh, other than the fact that they are full of great vitamins or at least it's marketed uh that they are full of great vitamins um sadly the organic vegetable production in hong kong is very minimal but thankfully um it's uh, on a slow increase on the other side of the border you know there are um companies that are selling uh, organic and uh, clean terrain uh, vegetables and pro- and fruits and produce uh, from uh, from mainland China. I know uh, there's one or two operations in Hong Kong that have uh, gone into partnership with um, some farmers or, or people who owned land to turn them into farms and really taken a lot of care to make sure testing these soils to make sure that there aren't um, heavy metals or other toxic chemicals in there. And these can be bought in Hong Kong. I mean, you know, we're a tiny dot. That is uh, overpopulated, and uh, the uh, the new territories or islands where there used to be stuff grown is being filled in with um, uh, with residences. So so we have to get things from outside of Hong Kong mostly, but um, it, we we can make choices not to get them from that far away if we want to. And some of the healthy uh, locally produced uh, products, you know, from say. Uh, China across the border um, without going into them all. But there are some that are considered to have gr- a great amount of vitamins. Sweet potato, for one. Um, burdock, another one. Full of vitamins, both of them. Um, burdock root, that is. I don't know. Have you eaten that at all, Noreen? No, I must admit I've not even heard of it before. What is it? Well, I mean, okay, mostly in Chinese cuisine, when it's when you when you see it, it's um, it's as an ingredient in traditional Chinese medicine type soups. Um, but it's also it can be in ones that are not medicinal but just healthy. It looks like a thinner bamboo with a black skin, um, and it's got a fleshy, um, almost lotus root without the holes type of consistency oh, okay. to the to the meat inside the skin, and it's and it's a white or creamy colour. But in Japan, they steam them. Um, the meat inside the black skin and uh, they steam the whole thing and then just kind of scoop out the uh, the, the white fleshy part and eat it as is to mm. um, to, yeah, to steam it. It's, it's a very mild flavour and it is a bit lotus root like in its taste and it's meant to kill germs 
um, and clean um, some of the internal organs such as kidneys and be good for digestion. Um, that, that's, that, that's, that, that's what it's believed in both Western and um, uh, Asian sort of nutritionist context. So, hmm. yeah. So there are some things that people can look at that are from near rather than automatically going to the things that come from far away. But back, back to what people are eating from far away, though, it's not just the carbon footprints that's a concern. And we, we've mentioned this briefly, uh, but it's the way that things are uh, harvested and prepared for export. There's been a dramatic change in the way that people demand these things from almond milk by a lot of people, not just vegans, but like we were saying with, um, with the... Uh, uh, the faux meats, or the um, you know that um, that we mentioned recently in a in a previous program, there are um, there are non-vegans who want to yeah who want to use these products as well. Exactly, omnivores who want to just have a bit of a a mixed diet. So almond milk and um, also uh, cashew milk is being used by people for health reasons of not wanting to take in too much dairy. Also, people who um, are becoming more lactose intolerant may want to have those alternatives. But uh, quinoa also for for a substitute for rice or other carbs is um, has detrimental effects in the places that produce it. Uh, that's because um, it's the, the, the workers who are harvesting that stuff are paid a pittance, really. Um, the, going back to cashews, the US and UK now consume tens of tons of cashew nuts a year just for, just for nut milk alone. And in April this year, the uh, charity called Tradecraft Exchange, which is based in the UK, highlighted that uh, many workers in the cashew industry in India and Vietnam are earning as little as £1.70 a day at the current rates. That's 17 really Hong Kong dollars bad. a day. That's per day. Bad. Yeah. Um, and, and, and often they're suffering um, serious or even debilitating burns to their hands while they shell the nuts at high speed in order to meet what's required by the factory and to meet who is trying to meet the European supermarkets. Um, demand wow, for that's uh, terrible i mean i'm sure yeah. any true vegan or any human actually hearing this it goes against yeah. the whole ethos of I that know, loving really the crazy. planet loving each other kind of ethos isn't it if you knew that the person totally making your own what you exactly wow it's terrible yeah. and, and and likewise um in peru and bolivia where uh, quinoa is farmed Indigenous people can no longer afford to eat the grain, which they used to use because it was dirt cheap and as a as a carb mainstay. Farmers have had to uh, deplete previously unploughed soil and uh, cast aside less profitable crops to meet ever increasing demands. So, um, you know, that's a sad state of affairs. Where, uh, although, I mean, no, I can't say although. I'm just thinking off the cuff though that Peru is also home to the most potatoes in the world, including uh, 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 tens or scores of, of sweet potatoes. So I hope those are affordable to them because you don't really see those uh, um, sent around the world, the Peruvian multicoloured sweet potatoes. But certainly the quinoa is in massive demand. And to think they can't eat it themselves is pretty rough, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the, um, uh, then, then let's get on to avocados, which I know you know about and you said that you do before. Um, it's um, it's not just a symbol for um, uh, for clean eating. 
um, it, it's, it's something that's just become more of a habit. And I've only got one stat, which is for the UK here. 6,000 um, avocados are sold in every daytime retail hour that supermarkets and uh, other retailers are open in the UK. Only in the UK, 6,000 an hour are sold. Um, so there's an, I, I haven't got figures for other countries, but the unprecedented appetite in many places, including Hong Kong, because you know, a lot of people are more into avocados now when you think about it than 10 years ago um, or a few years ago. Um, it's indirectly fueling illegal deforestation and environmental um, depletion, uh, degradation in Mexico. Exactly. It's Getting terrible. Of, of all yeah. people, my mum was the one who told me about um, <laughs> about uh, avocados. Really? Yeah, she told me that about two or three years ago, and I've stopped eating avocados ever since. I mean, I know it's yummy mm. and stuff, but I just don't know. Just knowing that it, it accounts, apparently it accounts for almost 98% of the deforestation in Mexico. That's terrible. Well, I didn't. I didn't have that figure, but I, but I, but I did have from one report that uh, that mature mature pine forests are constantly being cut down um, as the uh, as the trade um, is becoming so lucrative. And also another worrying thing is that the drug cartels that are quite famous for being pretty violent in Mexico are getting involved in the avocado trade, as many. Um, organized crime operations do once they've made money in illicit things they then move on to things which are legal and start up businesses that way and the avocado trade is also being um, integrated by drug cartels in Mexico that's oh, a fact so it's um, yeah um, reporters in a number of reports that I read before speaking to you today have uh, have also found that the, the the pay is a matter of a few US dollars for the uh, for the avocado workers, um, slightly more, but still terrible than the uh, cashew workers in Asia, uh, living in um, uh, sort of trashed dormitory environments um, with uh, that, that are surrounded by um, polluted water for them to bathe and drink with uh, pesticides going around. So something to think about, folks. Next time you uh, see Mexico. On the sticker of your avocado. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but there, there are other places that sell it, though. Yeah, Australia. I yes, exactly. Yeah, and they're ethical. great. Yeah, they're more ethically grown. They, of course, are a lot more expensive. Occasionally in Hong Kong, we see Californian um, avocados, but Australian ones in terms of proximity to uh, Hong Kong, not only for the carbon footprint, but they're more... They are more ethical for the terrain. And I say that carefully because there are wildfires that decimate parts of Australia, I know. Um, so you have to think carefully about the amount of water that avocados need. Because in California, which is um, very, very prolific. Of the drought. Yeah. It is the city of the drought, but it's very prolific in its avocado sales that are exported around the world. But it's a bit far from here. Europe gets um, plenty of avocados from California. We get less, uh, you know, fewer of them over here. But it can, here's, a, here's a stat. It can take 272 litres of water to grow two to three um, medium-sized avocados. That's avocados, not trees, but avocados themselves. 272 litres over a, over a lifespan 
of a Californian avocado. That bit, they're bigger than the Mexican ones. They're about the size of the Australian ones. So I don't know what the stat is there for the Australian ones. Um, and um, the 272 litres of water for two to three medium-sized, which is quite large, Californian avocados, is, um, uh, is a sim similar uh, a a amount of consumption with almonds, which is... Um, Almonds, which is a massive part of agricultural industry for California. California grows 80% of the world's almonds. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, 80% of the whole world's almonds. And, and one single nut requires more than a gallon of water to grow. Wow. So that's just, break, just breaking things down. No wonder. And California. Yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, and, and, and California in the last five or six years has had years of almost excessive drought. So you have to question that industry. Sorry, Noreen, you no, were going to no, say. I, I was going to echo exactly the same point, but you put it way more eloquently oh. than me. I was going to... Add Come some, on. I was going to add some words that I couldn't say on air. You know what I mean? Then don't, oh, I don't, then don't do like that. <laughs> yeah. So, as much as you might like almond milk in your latte, you know, it's, uh, good, it's good in terms of maybe not having a battery-style cow having milk forced out of it. But uh, what's it doing to uh, California's dried land? Exactly. As my mum would say, don't do like that. What she means is, don't do it. She have right. <laughs> she have right, yes. Bless. Yeah. Well, Andrew, food for thought indeed. You know, a lot of the times, you know, and we should, you know, as conscious consumers, we should question where things come from, how they're grown, and whether or not it's suitable and, and good for the environment. Because, you know, mm. as even good old David Attenborough, he's warning us. And, you know, we got to listen to him. I don't know why I bought him. Gotta up. listen to Dave. You gotta listen to Dave. We should make that into a T-shirt <laughs> yeah. or something. Gotta listen <laughs> yeah. to Dave. It's, it's, it's a bit cryptic, but yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> All right. Well, on this yeah. note, Andrew Dembina, many thanks once again for your sharing this week. Until next time, thank you very much. Thanks, Lorraine. Bye. 